this is a new episode called How to Listen Actively, also known as The Art of Conscious Listening or How to Be a Good Listener. Let's dive in. We're going to start with a quote. This is a quote by Dale Carnegie in the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. He writes, very important people have told me that they prefer good listeners to good talkers, but the ability to listen seems rarer than almost any other good trait. And not only important personages crave a good listener, but ordinary folk do too. End quote. That was written in 1936. He also writes, I had listened intently. I had listened because I was genuinely interested, and he felt it. Naturally, that pleased him. That kind of listening is one of the highest compliments we can pay anyone. Few human beings, wrote Jack Woodford in Strangers in Love, few human beings are proof against the implied flattery of rapt attention. All right, so what is he talking about here? He is talking about active listening. So let's go ahead and dive in and first cover what is active listening. So active listening, according to uh, The First Time Manager, great book, highly recommend it, means letting the other person know that he or she has been heard. You do this by involving yourself in the conversation, making clarifying statements, asking questions, summarizing what you have heard, and using appropriate visual and vocal cues. The best listeners are active ones. More specifically, and this is now pulling from Harvard Business Review, active listening has three aspects to it. The first is cognitive. This means paying attention to the information, both explicit and implicit, and comprehending and integrating the information. The second part is emotional. This means staying calm and compassionate, managing emotional reactions, for example, annoyance or boredom. And the third is behavioral, so conveying interest and comprehension verbally and non-verbally. All right, so that's our definition. Now, why is this so hard? So this is hard for a number of reasons, but one of the main ones is there's a pretty big gap between comprehension and speaking pace. So most people speak at about 80 to 120 words per minute, but many people can comprehend language at a much higher rate. So for example, some people can even comprehend up to a thousand words per minute. So there might be as much as a 900 word per minute gap meaning it's very easy to tune out and think of other things and then check back in, but you will inherently miss something. So you must actively listen. And it's not easy, especially for fast thinkers. So why is it so important to actively listen? There's a bunch of reasons. I'm going to go through them and then we'll get into some do's and don'ts on active listening. All right. So why listen? First, it will keep you from talking too much. If you talk too much, you can get a reputation for being a know-it-all and nobody likes a know-it-all. Second reason, you can learn a lot from listening. You'll learn what's going on and you'll gain insights and information. Another reason to actively listen is that it builds connection and rapport, also known as friendship. People like being around good listeners and everybody really likes to be or feel heard. It's a very basic part of being human to want to be respected and liked and appreciated and listening does that. It makes people feel good. Relatedly, this builds trust. So in the 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership, another book, and I will include links to all these at the bottom of the notes here in the show notes, uh, one of their commitments, the fourth commitment is, I commit to being a person to whom others can express themselves with candor. That is an important part of being um, a colleague and manager. Another reason to be good at active listening, it can de-escalate a dicey situation. So here we have another quote from Dale Carnegie. He writes, 
the chronic kicker, even the most violent critic will frequently soften and be subdued in the presence of a patient sympathetic listener, a listener who will be silent when the irate fault finder dilates like a king cobra and spews the poison out of his system. So what he's really saying here is that even the most violent, angry person will usually soften and calm down in the presence of someone who's a good listener. So when you are experiencing conflict with someone, listening can be a very helpful tool. And Dale Carnegie talks a lot about using listening as a tool to bring down conflict. He talks a lot about irritated customers and dissatisfied employees. And he says that there's really nothing that can beat a sympathetic listener to whom someone can unburden themselves. He says that's what we all want when we are in trouble. And I think probably we can all relate to that. All right. Another reason to focus on active listening, you show respect for people's ideas and experience and opinions. As someone once said, Bryant McGill wrote, one of the most sincere forms of respect is actually listening to what another has to say. And ultimately, listening is really important if you want to be a manager. Harvard Business Review writes, employers who fail to listen and thoughtfully respond to their people's concerns will see great turnover. All right, how to do it. So first, let's talk about things not to do, and then we will talk about do's. We'll wrap up with some next steps and be done. So don'ts. First up, don't talk too much. Even if you think your own voice is the most beautiful sound in the world, if you are talking, you aren't listening, and you run the risk of boring people and alienating them as well. Also, don't interrupt or contradict. It's distracting and irritating for the other person, and it makes them want to end the conversation or leave altogether. And relatedly, don't cut them off at the end of their sentences. There was a very funny quote here from Adele Carnegie. If you want to know how to make people shun you and laugh at you behind your back and even despise you, here's the recipe. Never listen to anyone for long. Talk incessantly about yourself. If you have an idea while the other person is talking, don't wait for him or her to finish. Bust right in and interrupt in the middle of the sentence. Another don't. Don't respond with mere silence. The person may wonder if you're paying attention. It's better to show that you're listening in some way, and we'll get to that in a second. When you finally talk, don't turn the conversation back to yourself. You should instead continue the other person's line of communication. Also, don't do other things while listening. Nothing is worse than sharing something with someone that matters to you only to hear them, you know, clicking away on a keyboard or phone and then say, oh, sorry, what were you saying? If you need to attend to something urgent, you can say, I'm so sorry. Will you hold that thought for a moment? I have something urgent that came across my desk and then you can get back to what you're doing. I actually have a story related to this. I was once talking to a friend about something that had really bothered me and I heard her typing and I asked her, is everything okay over there? What's going on? And she said, oh my gosh, the prices for the hotels for my wedding are just astronomical. Needless to say, did not feel good. All right, so think about what you will say next. Okay, the next don't is don't be thinking about what you're gonna say next. If you are doing that, you are not listening. So another great quote from Dale Carnegie here, many people fail to make a favorable impression because they don't listen attentively. They have been so much concerned with what they are going to say next that they do not keep their ears open. And the last don't here is applying a listening filter. So I'll give a couple examples of these. One is diagnosing the problem. Like, oh, the issue with that is clearly that blah, blah, blah. Another would be correcting them. For example, you might say, um, doesn't sound like it's an ops issue. That sounds like a strategy issue. Avoiding conflict. Like, I'm sure that they didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I'm, I'm sure you can work it out. Or defending, like something along the lines of, so are you saying that I didn't do X, Y, Z? All right, so that's enough of the don'ts. Let's get into the do's. 
The first do for listening actively is listen often. In the first time manager, they tackle this head on and they say, many new managers have the mistaken idea that the minute they are promoted, everybody's going to hang on to every word they say. That is the wrong approach. The more they listen, the more successful they will be. How much listening is enough? As a starting point, this book recommends that you make sure that you are doing at least twice as much listening as talking. Now, I really related to that one because my dad used to always tell me as a kid, you have two ears, two eyes, and one mouth. Use them in proportion. All right, next do, control your thoughts. Now, this one's really hard. If you are discussing a problem with an employee, other thoughts may enter your mind. This is completely natural. If you are particularly bothered by one, you may even want to stop the conversation. You can say something like, can you give me a moment to get this thought out of my mind so I can fully focus on what you're saying? And then you can write it down and get back to active listening. This will ensure that you are fully present and not accidentally sending some sort of nonverbal message that you're distracted. The main point here is it's natural that you're going to have distracting thoughts while you're listening. Try to manage them. Next do, you want to listen with your mind, not just your ears, also known as pay attention. But more specifically, you want to listen to what the person is feeling as they speak. You want to try to find the core desire behind the content of what they're saying. Another way to put this is you're going to listen to the three centers of intelligence. So first is the head center, basically the words and thoughts and beliefs. And you can repeat back that to ensure that you've accurately heard them. The heart center, so emotions being expressed directly or indirectly, the look, the tone of voice, facial expressions, breath. And then the last is the gut instinctive center, sort of what you intuitively feel that they are saying. Another do, use appropriate signals at the right time. I have had two friends who use, who don't do this well, and I'll be talking to them and they just constantly interrupt with, mm-hmm, 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 in the most awkward way that makes me feel very rushed. Don't do that. It is okay, however, to at the right moment, ideally after they finish a sentence, to respond with some sort of nonverbal cue, like, hmm, or mm-hmm. And ideally you would take a pause, and if you wanna say something in response, you can also say something like, right, or that makes sense, or interesting. Or you can also ask a question like, why do you think she said that, or why did you feel that way, or can you say more on that topic, or tell me more, or I see what you mean. You can also nod, keep eye contact, note, don't stare too hard. If you want to smile, it'll show that you are enjoying the conversation. And you can also repeat back a few words. So for example, at the end of their sentence, it might say something like, and then I tore up the paper. And you could respond, wow, and then you tore up the paper. No kidding. And that'll give you a little time to pause and think about how to respond. The next do is to ask questions. Now, this is pretty obvious. It ensures that you understand and it also prompts for more detail. Now, there's some controversy on the concept of restating. So some people think that this is the height of active listening. The first time manager speaks about that. And it shows you were engaged and it reduces the chance that you were mistaken in your understanding. For example, you could say, let me make sure I understand what you're saying. Or if I'm hearing this correctly, you, A, B, C. Or what I'm hearing is X or is that right? And this shows you understand and value what the person is saying. But note, This can increase emotional friction and mental load. Now, Harvard Business Review speaks to this. They say only use this tactic if you really need to check comprehension. And if you are going to do this, you should caveat it by saying, I'm going to put this in my own words because it can kind of break up the flow of the conversation. The next do is to make sure that your tone, words, and body language match up. So if you say, well, that's interesting in a nasty tone, you will be doing more damage than good. 
So I think we can all understand that. Basically, don't be sarcastic, be honest, be authentic. Next one I think is more important and underrated, minimize distractions. So there's a lot of different types of distractions that can really hurt a conversation. Everything from being hot and itchy outfit to it being a noisy environment or there being interruptions like beeps and dings coming in and notifications. If you are preoccupied, it can really hurt the flow of conversation. So you wanna try to remove distractions and really make sure that you are centered. Additionally, if you are anticipating a difficult conversation, You'll want to take the time to get into a calm headspace so that you can focus. So for example, you might want to block some time before a difficult conversation, do a little breathing or go for a walk or listen to some music, anything that'll help you be more grounded and present in that talk. If you aren't fully present, be upfront about it. So for example, if you're sick or tired or distracted by something that's going on in your life, it's best to be upfront. You don't have to go into detail. You can just say, you're sorry, you don't feel fully present. You could reschedule the conversation or go forward with it. The main point here is try to be as grounded as possible. And the inverse of this is, let's say you feel like you are becoming ungrounded during conversation. You may be feeling agitated or anxious to respond or angry. Try to take some deep breaths, be subtle about it as deep sighs can make you look bored, but just do your best to stay calm, relaxed, authentic, empathetic when you are having a difficult conversation. Lastly, allow yourself to view this as a skill. If it doesn't come naturally, you can role play, you can practice. Eventually, it will become second nature. Active listening is absolutely learned skill. No one is born being an amazing listener. And it's important just to be patient with yourself and your partner in conversation. We can all be better listeners. And if you are struggling with this skill set, just give yourself a break. A great listener is someone who's trying to become a better listener. And that's what we're all trying to do here. All right, so some tactical next steps if you want to work on this skill set. Have a couple ideas here. So one, if you think that you listen actively, that you're a great listener, ask some people that you work with or are close to if they feel comfortable being candid and open with you. You may be surprised by what you hear. Also, you could ask these same people for feedback on your listening skills and hopefully people will be honest with you. Another idea is you can think about your listening skills at work and in your personal life and think about how do they differ do you listen differently to your best friends than to your colleagues? What about your boss and your teammates and your direct reports? How do you treat them differently? And lastly, observe other people in their listening. Who do you know that is a great listener? What makes them so great at listening? Consider giving them a compliment. Everybody wants to be a great listener. So if you can share with someone that you think they're a great listener, they'll probably really appreciate it. We'll wrap this session with one last quote from 15 Commitments. One of the greatest gifts we give one another is to listen deeply to what the other person most wants. I think that is so true. So in the spirit of this episode, I hope you find some interesting people worth listening to in the coming days and that you can practice your listening skills. In the meantime, if you have any ideas for things that we missed or other tips and tricks you'd like to share, please feel free to add them in the comments. Hope that you found this helpful. Thanks so much for listening. We're very passionate about listening here at Growth Path. After all, we are an audio first company. So we do a lot of listening and appreciate you for listening to this episode. Thanks so much. See you soon.